Hello, everyone. I'm Bonnie Gordon. I'm Josh Dashwood. This is Bruce Horak. I'm Olivia Youngers. Hello, and thank you for listening to Unplanned Trek. Unplanned Trek. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick from the It's Got Star Trek podcast. Welcome to Unplanned Trek, the podcast that usually has two perfectly healthy hosts. But I'm afraid not this week. Andrew's doing a little bit poorly. So Isaac has recruited friends from across the Star Trek podcasting universe to help out, uh, including us and a number of other luminaries whose names will become very apparent as you, as you hear their voices, I suppose. I don't know. Well, you'll find out. Anyway, this is going to be an excellent episode. Uh, with that, I'll hand it off to you, Isaac. Oh, thanks very much there, Patrick. You know what? That was such a good intro. Maybe we should have you on in a couple of weeks' time. What you say? So, as Patrick said, Andrew's been a bit sick. He's gotten over COVID, but he subbed that in for pneumonia. So it's been a bad month for him, but the show must go on. And rather than do every segment myself, I thought I'd lean on some of my talented friends in the, in the Trek community to help put this show together. So this week we're doing an episode that I'm going to try to pronounce. I call it Zincanti, but I'm going to call it different things today. Don't worry about that. I'll get it right one time, maybe... Anyway, this is essentially an episode that the network put on to help promote that they were also doing wrestling um, on that channel from that point on. So they made a wrestling crossover episode starring The Rock and Seven of Nine as our favourite wrestler. That's pretty much it from a narrative perspective. The, the, the crew started to like fighting, we like fighting, and by the end we forget about fighting and continue on our merry way back to the Alpha Quadrant. That's essentially it. But... Don't let that put you off listening to the rest of the show. We've got so many guests on here today. And we're going to start with our, our, our favourite segment, Is It Better Than Chrysalis? Is It Worse? No, Is It Worse Than Chrysalis? Better Than The Voyage Home. And to help with that, we've got local talented man, Marcus McRae, who's going to look at, look at that one for us. So take it away, Marcus. I mean, after a musical sting, of course. If you didn't like Chrysalis... Then you are not alone But is this one better Than the voyage home Okay, is this episode better than Chrysalis? Yes <laughs> No surprises there, I don't think We're, Have we found one that's better than Chrysalis so far? I'm not so sure um, there's no singing in this episode, and that is a huge plus. Um, one of those do-re-me-so-far-so-bad things? No, none of it. Not having any of it. So that's a big point in this episode's column. It's also about sport, and we all love sport, whether it's conventional or something a bit obscure. I know that Isaac's got a very obscure sport fascination, so write in about that to the show. But for our international listeners, look up Australian Rules Football. In particular, Gary Moorcroft's mark. <laughs> you beauty. You will love it. And also, a big plus for this episode is that The Rock's in it. And so is John Cena. You can't see him, but you know that he's there. You can feel his presence. Um, in saying that, this episode is not better than the one with Wales. And why? Well, wrestling isn't a real actual sport. Might cop some flack over that one. Um, 
And Star Trek doesn't really have anything in common with this episode at all. And another factor is that Isaac cannot pronounce the title. Tsugante! Or something like that. Thank you very much for that, Marcus, and a good way of kicking off the show. Not denigrating Patrick's perfect introduction earlier. But yes, thanks for contributing today, mate, and have to agree... It is better than Chrysalis because it exists and it's not quite as good as the one with the whales. And, look, mate, love the John Cena joke. I'm always up for a John Cena joke. Thank you very much. Well, we're going to start giving out some points, guys. We're going to start with the Picard medal, which is usually the one we start with. And this week we thought we'd get Mark Cartier, the producer of the Shuttlepod show, to help out. So he's watched it and ranked people for us. So for people that haven't watched or haven't listened to our podcast before, this is where we do a three, two, and one voting for the best characters, moments, things that happen in the episode, and then we tally them up, and then we share them on Twitter. At the moment, I think we've got Captain Picard himself, outright leader of the, of the medal, but maybe Mark can influence that this week. So, Mark, before I do that, just remember we don't give votes to ourselves. Captain Jean-Luc Picard Medal. Hello, my name is Mark Cartier, and I am from the Shuttlepod Show. Uh, the ultra-rad nerds over at Unplanned Trek have asked me to judge the Jean-Luc Picard Medal this week, as I imagine they have exercised the foresight to explain for all of you what the hell this medal is about. I shall jump right in with no delay whatsoever. Just get straight into it. So, here we go with the best peeps and stuff. A side note, honorable mentions uh, to Jeffrey Combs for playing every character in this episode, and to Ensign Kim for not crying whilst being teased, which happened a lot in this episode. It happened a very lot in this episode. Uh, One point. One point in this monumental, transformational episode of television for me anyway, uh, uh, goes to myself for listening to uh, Zach, Isaac and uh, Andrew and watching this episode again while in the middle of a rather adulting heavy week. I'm pretty great. I know the boys will agree. So moving on, two points. Two points go to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, for knowing just how seminal this character would be to transforming him from a mere curiously Vulcan eyebrow-raising WWE superstar to a curiously Vulcan eyebrow-raising Star Trek ass-kicker to a curiously Vulcan eyebrow-raising massive international film star. Good management, good agenting, good lawyers, good reps all around, good instincts, The Rock. We Star Trek fans make and break megastars, and The Rock understood that. Two points. Three points go to, and this was a tough one for me, I really had to mull this over. I've spent actually two two or three days-ish mulling this one over. Three points go to General Martok for remaining honorable, uh, even in the face of all this Delta Quadrant ridiculousness, in the face of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, in the face of Seven of Nine. Uh, he was going to sacrifice his own life by training Captain Seven to kick his ass uh, if she had it in her, uh, the heart of a warrior and whatnot. Uh, 
in order for him to escape uh, the dishonor of being enslaved and forced to fight for the amusement of others, which is something he has experienced before, if we all remember from Deep Space Nine. Uh, then, when he was saved in the uh, very last minute of the episode uh, by the histrionics, uh, histrionics, by the histrionics? By the heroics. When he was saved last minute, uh, by the heroics of the Voyager crew, he decided to go on the greatest honor adventure of all, that of finding his son. Something his adopted family member, Worf, might have learned had he hung around a little longer with Martok instead of chasing down Trill women. Klingon honor transcends. Congratulations, General Martok. The JPL, everybody! Boom! Boom, indeed. In fact, if I had sound effects, that's where I would drop them, right there. Fantastic work, Mark. Can't disagree with the, with the votes as well because of contracts and things. But, yes, uh, really well done. Hard, hard episode to give votes out to. And, you know, fantastic. You could squeeze yourself in there. As you said, me and Andrew aren't allowed to argue with that. So that we won't. Now, guys, the, the positive three needs to be weighed up by the negative three. And we've asked Twitter's holodeck four to help us out this week, analysing this from a negative perspective and seeing who are the three most annoying, irrelevant, or just people that got on our nerves characters. So holodeck four, take it away after the drums. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. Okay, so I'm giving three votes to Seven of Nine and Tuvok for being just bland um, with their shore leave. They, they really didn't have anything planned other than basically a, a science mission. Um, and my two votes is going to go to the Pandari Man or The Rock, um, just for giving us that eyebrow. I, I really don't like that. <laughs> In my... My um, one vote, I'm going to give that to Pink because he's just a self-centered jerk. Um, just all about the money, all about himself, and yeah. Fantastic work, Holodeck 4. Long-term friend of the show and, and been a special guest on our show many times. Thanks so much for helping us out on this non-Andrew week. Great votes, fantastic votes. We've got one other section, which is where we give out points, which is the Wharf Medal. Now, unlike the Keiko and the Picard Medal, we're not ranking fights. All you have to do is be involved in a fight. And, you know, I thought we'd ask again our friends at the Shuttle Pod Show to help out. So Mark's jumping back in, and along with Erica this week, have put together the Wharf Medal. Now, I've asked them to keep it brief because we've got other people to come on the show. Take it away, guys. Whoa! Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Hello, my name is Erica LaRose from The Shuttlepot Show. I have been asked this week by our friends Isaac and Andrew at the Unplanned Trek podcast to dole out points for the Wharf Medal. Mark says it's called the Wharf Medal. 
I don't know that I believe him, but we're going to call it that anyway. So I watched this episode with Mark and made a special note of all the fights so that I could award points to all the individual combatants to honor everyone's favorite Klingon, Mr. Worf. I have asked Mark to be here with me to provide pronunciation corrections and something in the way of a play-by-play for all of these Star Trek spats. I must add here that Mark was very concerned that I missed nothing that could possibly be considered a fight or a conflict, and my response to him was, well, if I missed something, isn't that exciting for all the fans of the show who can point out all of the conflicts that we missed and be a part of the conversation to which Mark said, fine, 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 fine. So, if we missed anything, add to this by tweeting at us or something. Are you ready to rumble? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Points. <laughs> fight. <laughs> Open opening Tsukatsu fight with Martok versus Dukat. All right, so the, this opening fight was amazing because Dukat comes out and pretends he's a goddamn ninja, and then uh, just as you're digesting that, out comes Martok in some Herogen pajamas, uh, and all uh, I could do was sit and guffaw and laugh. I kind of forgot uh, about this episode uh, uh, because I hadn't seen it in a number of years. Uh, Erica, <laughs> this is her, her first time seeing it, so she has... She has no idea that Martok is in Herogen pajamas and Dukat is in some ridiculous ponytail. Mark forgot an episode? No, I didn't forget it. <laughs> Whatever, what's, what's the next one? Seven versus awkward silence. All right, so uh, Seven and uh, uh, Neelix, not Neelix, uh, Tuvok are in the shuttle pod on their uh, shore leave instead of going down to the planet like everybody else. And out of nowhere, Seven says, uh, eh, it's been like two hours and 76 minutes since our, uh, anyone said anything. And Tuvok says, well, was it uh, awkward for you to sit around in the silence? And she's like, no, I like the silence. And he says, I also like the silence. Maybe we should just be silent. And they were like, this is great. We like hanging out together. Silence is nice. Silence is nice. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, I, it's the doctor. The doctor keeps trying to help her be more of a person. Uh, by like giving her all these lessons like lessons in being a better human Uh, be the life of the party by having a good cocktail story okay next Tuvok versus but also Erica doesn't know that because this is the (laughs) (laughs) she hasn't seen all the previous six seasons of Voyager I have not but But that's okay we're getting there Tuvok versus Bomb. All right, so Seven and Tuvok are on the shuttle, and, uh, and their power goes out, and some bomb transports onto the floor, and Tuvok jumps off of his chair, and he's all like, ah, it's, it appears to be a bomb, and Seven can't transport it, so Tuvok announces that he's going to disarm it. But when he goes to touch it, there's a force field on it, and, uh, and he looks back at Seven like, oh, what am I going to do? And then it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way she left earlier as well. So, <laughs> Neelix versus his sunburn. Ah, Neelix and his sunburn. Neelix fell asleep on the beach during his shore leave, and his the right side of his body uh, sunburned, and and he grossed out all of the uh, galley. Uh, everyone trying to eat lunch by cooking up some talaxian goop that is supposed to uh, help with your sunburn and it smells really bad and is revolting. It's one of the funnier Neelix moments I've... uh, Actually, it is, I I think, one of the funnier Neelix moments in all of Voyager. 
All right, Alien Lady Fighter 1 versus Alien Guy Fighter 1. All right, this is kind of just one of those Gennaro extra versus extra fights where uh, we're, we're just shown that something is serious and fun uh, before the shock of all shockers happens. Uh, uh, and we're, this is also where we, we realize, and maybe this should have been added to the list of, of fights, um, half the Voyager crew is gambling or wants to gamble on uh, these 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 matches. Uh, I decided to leave gambling out of it because it's such a terrible problem for so many people. Gambling. <laughs> One of the many problems. I don't have, have a gambling itch, uh, so I don't I don't understand why people have the problem with that. But but I I am empathetic to those that do. So we'll just leave gambling alone. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's very nice of you. The Rock's eyebrow versus humanity. All right. So The Rock uh, uh, shows up, uh, which is uh, just astonishing uh, these days. Uh, and the first thing he does is listen to the audience just roar for him. And he throws one of his like amazing 1990s eyebrow WWE specials at everyone. It's it's clearly a Vulcan uh, eyebrow, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, all of humanity uh, stopped breathing for a moment in time. Everything in existence stopped for that moment when we realized The Rock was throwing his eyebrow in a Star Trek episode. The Rock versus Seven. Yeah, so uh, The Rock and Seven fight. And Seven is a little reluctant. She's like, you know, I'm a Borg and I'm going to kick your ass. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm bigger than you. I don't, I don't believe you. Uh, it's kind of Gennaro. <laughs> and he wins. Lame. Lame. Seven versus her desire to not harm The Rock. Yeah, so she doesn't really fight The Rock in this opening fight, which is kind of why he wins, because, you know, she's trying to be a better human and... Uh, she doesn't want to disappoint Janeway, Mama Janeway, uh, and she doesn't want to, like, let her, uh, uh, control over herself, uh, disappear. Uh, you know, that's all fun, growing, storytelling stuff. Good people things. Mm, less lame. Less lame. Mm-hmm. Seven versus sympathy for her prey. Yeah, uh, so... She gets upset, Seven is upset, that uh, she was sympathetic to him and uh, 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 to The Rock uh, when Martok starts talking to her about, why you lost because you hesitated. And so she didn't want to, um, uh, she doesn't want to lose, but she doesn't want to, again, fall victim to, to, to being just another drone. Seven versus Martok, round one. TV training montage fiesta. Yeah, so Martok is going to train Seven because she's a natural-born fighter and she could be the one that gets them all free of the whatever if she wins and blah, blah, blah. So we have a totally, like, Rocky-style training horseshit session, which is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Martok training Seven is just outstanding. And she learns, by the way, in something like a day. Mm. Uh, all of... All of the greatest fighting skills of all time, apparently, for this That's greatest nice. fighting match uh, show ever. I like to do that. You want to? You want to <laughs> fight? Yeah. I could train you how to fight. Okay, let's do it. Step one: 
scream. <laughs> I mean, physically fight. Step one, drink uh, six bottles of something. Step two, yell. Okay, I'm already over yell it. Next lot. one, seven versus her own shock when Mortok steps out. Oh, so Seven has been trained by Martok to fight for uh, uh, all of this, you know, for all of these reasons. And it turns out that the champion that she's fighting is actually Martok himself. Uh, and she doesn't know what to do. And he makes her fight by attacking her. <laughs> Seven versus Martok round two. Uh, so when he attacks her, they go at it, and she's all like, oh, I don't want to fight you. And he's like, well, then I'm going to kill you, because I'm a Klingon general. <laughs> Chakotay versus Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, so Chakotay uh, finally finds the ship, uh, and Jeffrey Combs is like basically a television show producer, and not unlike myself. And he's like, this is all a bad time. Uh, what do you need? And Chakotay's like, I need my people back. And he's like, well, uh, I, I gotta go. And he hangs up the phone on Chakotay. Space battle. Voyager versus Jeffrey Combs' ship. So when uh, Chakotay hangs, uh, gets hung up on by Jeffrey, uh, he takes the Voyager into battle with Jeffrey Combs' giant television production studio ship, which of course has more weapons than the Voyager. Uh, but since the Voyager is quick and speedy and nimble, uh, they get a lot of lucky shots in, but they're ass- they're actually getting their ass handed to them. Their shields collapse, um, and uh, even Paris is concerned that they should get the hell out of there before their propulsion gets shot off. Jeffrey Combs versus losing his audience. Yeah, so Jeffrey Combs is concerned uh, that the attack is interfering with their broadcast of the fight. Uh, and he commands one of his underlings to boost uh, Satellite 7B or something ridiculous like that. It's, he's more concerned with that than he is with the Voyager. Hmm. Janeway versus not being in the episode. So Janeway shows up, having not been in any of the episode except for maybe one line 40 minutes ago, uh, just noting that she'd be gone for at least two days. Uh, establishing that her her return will be timed perfectly with the end of the episode. Um, (laughs) uh, It's actually, I'm going to venture a guess that this is the uh, least Janeway uh, episode in all of Voyager, and I might be wrong about it, Uh, so maybe we should add Mark versus Star Trek Voyager fandom uh, uh, in in that uh, conclusion. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Janeway versus Transmission Dishes. Yeah, so Janeway shows up in the Delta Flyer and she's like, what do I, I got here just in time. Or uh, she said, is that what she said? What did she say? She said, oh, oh, uh, back to work already. Yes, something like that. (laughs) Uh, And then Chakotay says, attack the satellite dishes. So she starts shooting off all the satellite dishes on the the transmission dishes on the the television studio ship of Jeffrey Combs' ship. Uh, Martok versus his curiosity. Would Seven have killed him? So they all get saved, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Martok says, curious, would you have killed me? And, and, and Seven, after a long, dramatic, uh, overly television directed moment, says, I don't know. And then Martok <laughs> gives, gives her his like little uh, shock badge that she has to hit, um, like that, whatever the tag game sensor shocker thing is 
Seven versus her insecurity and emotions. Yeah, so Seven is all like, oh, geez, I, I thought that I would actually have to kill someone and, you know, be a drone again. And the doctor was like, but you're not. The, having these feelings means you're more human, which is all good stuff. Mm. The doctor says you're okay. That's nice. It Erica is. Rose versus Mark Curry. Yeah, okay, so I edited this one. <laughs> Erica was like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? How do I do this? Uh, uh, and I was like, I don't know, just watch it with me. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I think I embarrassed her. <laughs> I mean, no Anyways, it was really fun. Yay! That's all the wharf stuff. That's all. Those are all the fights. If we miss anything, I guess let us know. Like Erica said, longest. Uh, uh, what is this segment? Ever. Longest segment ever. That was terrific. <laughs> Thanks, Erica and Mark. You know what? There was twenty-one fights that you guys listed, which is going to cause me a lot of uh, formatting in my Excel document. Well, you know, conditional formatting. I don't know. I don't. You know, when people go, "Geez, you can use Excel well," but that's because they don't know how to use it. I'm one of those people that can use it enough to look like I know how to use it, but someone that actually knows knows knows, as I said, knows how they can use it would look at it and go, you know, you're not using it very well, right? Anyway, that was terrific. 21 fights equals about one every two minutes in the episode, and it is a fighting episode. And I like the fact that you guys pick things that weren't actual physical fighting. And that's what we do. We, we like to nitpick on this show because it's about points. It's about votes. It's not about how good the episode is. Unplanned Trek or Unplanned Trek couldn't care if it's a good episode or not. As long as there's votes and points to give out, we're happy. And you've done that, so thank you very much. It's interesting that you guys put yourselves in for a vote each too because I pictured you got um, at the start of this when you set up how you guys were watching it together that that might have been a fight too and I'd actually squirreled away thinking of noting that down. And um, you guys did it anyway. So, you, again, you're helping me out. Thank you so much. Well, it's time to move to line of the episode, and usually I explain what that means, but the title kind of says what it means. And so we've got Cameron from Green Shirt Podcast as well as Open Pike Night to help out with this one. And not only that, like Erica, I think, this is his first taste of Voyager. So just know, guys, that every episode of Voyager is just like this. line of the episode hello unplanned trek it's cameron from the open pike night and green shirt podcasts thank you for having me on to watch my very first voyager episode sunkatsi uh, and to offer up my uh, favorite line from the episode so very excited that it had Jeffrey Combs in it. I thought for sure it was going to be a Jeffrey Combs line because he can make the most mundane uh, string of words just memorable. Uh, and, and he did, but none of them quite rose to best line of the episode. I thought I was going to have to go with, can Toby the Tar correct whole ablation from early in the episode because I love a good uh, Targ reference and it made me chuckle. And I, it, was, it was a good line. It was a good comedy line. Uh, and I thought that's what I was going to go with until the very end of the episode in which seven of nine is saying how you know she felt all these emotions shame and guilt and everything from her time in the arena 
And then uh, Tuvok, I believe, is that his name? Tuvok? Tuvok says, then you haven't lost your humanity. You have reaffirmed it. And I admit, at the end of kind of a silly episode where they fight the rock and everything, I got chills. It was a good line. It really kind of summed up the whole episode in one final line, which is hard to do and which Star Trek is not great at. Uh, But yeah. That's that's my favorite line of the episode. Thanks for having me on to share it. And uh, thanks for getting me to watch my first episode of Voyager. I cannot wait to finally dig in. But uh, I just started DS9, so I got got a long road to get from here to there. Ooh, I love that reference at the end. And fantastic line of the episode. Good choice, Cameron. And thanks a lot for doing that for us. As um, Cameron touched on, he's just started watching DS9, which he's doing as well on the green shirt um, podcast. Really check it out. They've added their DS9 minute. And I must admit, when I heard of it, I'm like, damn, how did I not come up with that? Fantastic idea to do a DS9 episode within nine minutes. Fantastic. Tsunkatsi is what I have to say about that. Was there a sex candle? No. Okay, that's another important one out of the way. What we've got next is, uh, and this hasn't happened before, has it happened before? I don't know, I'll edit that bit. We've got an award to give out or a segment to do based on the person that's in this episode. So we do Rock Watch. And what we do on Rock Watch is have a look at people that are famous in the episode that went on to do other things, named after The Rock. And in particular, this episode, because this kind of started his non-wrestling world, you know, his acting chops. Anyway, we asked our good friend Jim at Trek Ranks to have a look at Rockwatch because there's a few famous people that have been mentioned in this episode already that, um, that we know from our deep love of Trek, but also from, you know, pop culture in general. So, Jim, if you don't mind just waiting for Mrs. Unplanned Trek to play the flute, after, after she's put that down, if you could go through that for me. Thanks, mate. Rockwatch. Unplanned Trek. <laughs> okay. So, Rockwatch. I'm, uh, I'm doing the Rockwatch segment here, and we are talking Sunkatsu. The amazing season six episode of Voyager. Okay, so Rockwatch. So I'm going to talk about some of the guest stars and actors in this episode that went on to do some other things. And of course, in this episode, an unknown struggling wrestler known as The Rock <laughs> appears and has a SmackDown with seven. Amazing. So ah, hilariously, I'm not the best person to talk about The Rock because I don't watch wrestling. I'm not a big fan. Don't really like fighting uh, or MMA or any of that crap. And I haven't seen that many Rock movies. Like, what do I even know him from? I gotta okay. I'm gonna go down his IMDb while we're talking. Black Adam. Nope. Oh, I saw Moana. That was good. That was good. I liked him in that. He uh, very clever. Fast and Furious. I've seen like maybe one of those. Did not see Jumanji. Did not see Rampage or Skyscraper. 
Oh my god, he was he did that Baywatch remake. Didn't see that. I'm just gonna list everything I haven't seen him in. Fast and Furious. No. Oh, I did watch San Andreas. That was that was good. That was uh, I mean it was terrible, but it was good because it was terrible. Okay, what else here? Keep going. Man, that guy's been in a million things. Uh get smart, even get smart. Holy crap. I must have seen that. Doom. No, didn't watch that. Oh, he did that Walking Tall remake. Walking Tall, by the way, from the 70s was pretty awesome. I didn't watch the remake. Okay, The Mummy Returns, right? Scorpion King. Yes, I definitely saw him in, in some of those. So, okay, that's The Rock, man. He's, uh, listen, but he seemed like a good dude. I don't know I don't know much about him. Okay, who else? J.G. Hertzler, the legend, the Star Trek legend, Martok himself. Absolutely love him. And it's cool that he's had a couple of roles in Lower Decks, or maybe just one. He's played that uh, Jumanji, that, uh, I think it's, I think it's like Jumanji Scavenger or something. Anyway, I like them. He's in, been in Lower Decks, J.G. Hertzler, Star Trek legend. And of course, we save the best for last, the legendary Jeffrey Combs, who I love this because he plays Pank in this. And not, you know, it's probably not his best role, uh, Pank, but this is before Shran. So Jeffrey Combs was already a legend when he did Sunkatsi, and he hadn't even played Shran yet. And he goes on after this to play Thylek Shran in 10 episodes of Enterprise. I know, only 10. Seems like seems like he was in a lot more than that, but uh he was in 10. I guess that's uh that's like 10% of all the Enterprise episodes. Anyway, Jeffrey Combs, the legend, also of course uh famous for the uh, reanimator films if you have not seen the 1980s horror movies reanimator you need to they are amazing and that's uh that's where i first saw jeffrey combs love him oh and he got to be a lower decks too as uh agamus the computer and he, apparently he's coming back with his friend fucking peanut hamper goddamn peanut hamper i hate her okay that's it sunkatsi rock watch unplanned trek Thanks, heaps, Jim. And Jim, you and I are on the negative peanut hamper train. Like seriously, when you in Trek ranks or you do your top fives, if it was um, top five deal breakers or you know um, people that would get you off Trek, peanut hamper number one, two, three, four, and five. Or maybe Neelix at three because he does he cooks and that would go well in your soup round. But yeah. Peanut hamper, Neelix, peanut hamper, Neelix, peanut hamper. I'm still talking. Um, and that's not what I'm supposed to be doing this week because you guys are all helping me out. I really appreciate it. And this has been great so far. Guys, we have some more to go through, though. And, look, uh, contractually, I, I have to play something that's not a promo before introducing Jack from Let's Talk About Treks, who's going to look at how this episode would have been improved if they'd done a source of separation. Now, that doesn't happen often in Next Generation where it can actually happen and Voyager can't actually do it, but I'm sure this episode could have been improved. Let's see how Jack analyzes this one for us. Take it away, dude. This is Jack Dorino from Let's Talk About Treks and this is too short to be a promo. <laughs> Shh. 
should have they used a saucer separation? Thank you for that, Isaac. Hi, everyone. It's me, Jack Dorino from Let's Talk About Treks, here to talk with Isaac about could could have they used a saucer sepper? Isaac, why did the saucer cross the road? No idea, Jack. Do fill us in. To get to the teacup. Was it? Was that good? No. Okay. Yeah, mate. Those jokes might fly on. Let's talk about treks, but this is a highbrow, incredibly highbrow pod. Let's bring it on track. All right. So on to saucer suppers. Uh, so initially, the first thing I thought was that maybe they did use a saucer supper, and that's how they got to the. Uh, Alpha Quadrant end of the Bajoran wormhole to pick up both Martok and Wayun so they could join this episode. Very possible. And or they might have used Neelix's ship that's been parked in the garage since episode one. And and my my second thought was that they could have separated the saucer with just Bilana on it so they could get her laugh entirely out of this episode. I don't know what was going on with her this this time out in the mess hole. I was too busy looking for Mourn Hubs and Wharf medals to look at laughter. And I'm always trying to get rid of my laughter from these episodes to f- focus on someone else's. But I'll, I'll go back and listen to that one. Thanks, Jack. Next, they could have used a saucer supper uh, to take Tuvok and Seven to do whatever the, the heck it was they were going to do instead of taking a shuttle. And by the way, what happened to that shuttle? Do, is there just some Starfleet material sitting around on this planet, on the uh, Nurkadian homeworld? Or, I guess, in the shuttle bay of that ship? I think they're putting it in the same place as they put Harry Kim's promotion. I know you don't do clips very often on this episode, so I'm going to do a reenactment for you. Are you ready? Oh, this will be good. Please do a Neelix impersonation. So Janeway says that they, uh, that she had le- left the crew to some much-needed shore leave on the Norcadian homeworld while I visit Pindari in the neighboring star system, which is what they should have used the saucer supper for as well, or even perhaps the arrow wing. You know, I propose that you create a new segment specifically for the Voyager ep- episodes, uh, which would be around... Could have they used the Arrowwing shuttle instead of, you know, creating a whole new shuttle like the Delta Flyer or losing all the other little shuttles? They they could have... I, maybe the Arrowwing shuttle was broken this whole time. Okay, that was a perfect impersonation. Cameron from Green, Green Shirt and Open Pike Night, we might have a new contender for line of the episode. All right, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking this has been a lot of fun. I think that we should just let's do a whole episode. <laughs> let's let's do all the episodes. <laughs> well, for now, I'm I'm gonna pop off. So I will see you soon. This has been fun. This has been real. This has been really kind of fun. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Jack. Yes, we'll have you on the show proper for a full episode in a couple of weeks. How about we do that? Thank you very much again. Let's go from one Jack to another Jack. Jack from Two Minute Trek has a secret segment for me. Jack's secret segment. So, I have watched this episode and counted how many times it has said... Sincanti or whatever this is called and put it into the thing not thing but I've counted and I know the answer and I will be asking Isaac from Unplanned 
Trek what he thinks it is. All right. Well, thanks for joining me on the show, Jack, from Two Minute Trek. Look, I either think it's, like, really low, like no one says it, or yeah. it's only said once, or it's high. And I, I know they chant things, and but I'm not sure what they're chanting. They're not, they chant something, they can't, like, no, like something really close. But they don't have the E, the Sikin. So can't see needs the e. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna say. It's I'm gonna it's say good. once. It says it ten times. Ten times. That's once every four minutes. Well, yeah. Well, but is it? Oh yeah, it would be actually. Well, thank well, I do say it a lot when they're talking to like Neelix. Oh, no one talks to Neelix. I talk to Neelix now in my dreams. When you watch a show and count how many times they say to can't see, are you actually paying attention to the episode too, or just to that? Yeah, I am paying attention. Did you like the episode? Yeah, I did. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us along with all the other guests today on this different episode of... Unplanned Trek. Thanks so much for helping us out, Jack, from Two Minute Trek there. Um, sensational podcast with a local flavour. So, yes, mate, thank you for helping out today. So now, guys, I want to recap some of the great guests we've had on today to help us out with this episode. So we started with Patrick from the It's Got Star Trek podcast, guys. I'm going to say what podcast everyone's from if they do a podcast, and please give them a listen if you haven't before. We then had my good friend Marcus, local talent, not not aligned with the podcast, but if he does, we'll let you know because it would be brilliant. He's a very, very funny and good-looking man. We had Mark from the Shuttle Pod Show helping us with the Picard medal, followed by Holodeck 4 doing the Keiko O'Brien medal. We then had Erica and Mark helping us out with the very long wharf medal. Lots of points this week. Very good studying, guys. And then we had Cameron from the Green Shirt and Open Pike Night podcast helping us out with the line of the episode. Just then, we had Jack from Let's Talk About Treks do the source of separation. Followed by another Jack doing a Jack secret segment. Jack from Two Minute Trek, that was. And we've also, before that, had Jim from Let's Talk About Treks. What? No. Sorry, I'll edit that. Jim from Trek Ranks helping us out. So some really good podcasts to get around, guys, if you haven't already. Thanks again so much for your help on this podcast. Andrew, you've been through the wars. We hope you get better soon and can help us out next week. Jump back on the Unplanned Trek podcast train. You know what? I have said this on Twitter, but, mate, if you're not doing well and need to quit the show, I do need two weeks' notice and a nice severance package. I would include that in that. An ice cream cake, some Doritos, and maybe some beer. All right, so Patrick from It's Got Star Trek helped us out at the start of the show. It would only be right for him to help us at the end. So thank you very much, Patrick. Can you close this one down for me? Thanks, mate. All righty, Patrick here again. Was that not the excellent podcast that I promised at the beginning of this episode? I think it were, or was, it, what, it, it were, was, it was. Regardless, uh, hopefully next week Andrew is back in top jam-eating form and ready to podcast. Uh, I hope so, because next week is going to be an excellent episode where Isaac and Andrew will be joined by Jack Dorino from Let's Talk About Treks to talk about that classic episode of TOS, Mirror, Mirror. That's going to be, that's one, that's going to be one that you shall not want to miss. That sounds good enough, right? All right. That shall be one that you will not going to want to be to miss. Great. And with that, that has been Unplanned!
track. It's just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned track. Unplanned track. Thank you for listening to Unplanned Track. This show is written by Isaac Brown and improvised by Andrew Hogan. Unplanned Trek. We upload our podcast weekly via Acast. I'm John Stardwick and you are listening to Unplanned Trek. Unplanned Trek is part of the Anodyne Relay network of podcasts. Unplanned Trek. If you like what you hear, make sure you get notifications from your favourite podcast provider to make sure you know when we next release a pod. I'm Olivia Youngers, who plays Ensign Riggs, who is resting until her next duty assignment. Hear me talk about all of that on Unplanned Trek. You can find links to other episodes and merch at unplannedtrek.com. This is also where you can find our Patreon page, where, amongst other things, you can hear our exclusive podcast on Star Trek V, which we're reviewing one minute at a time. Um, land Trek. Follow our socials on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or write to us at hello at unplannedtrek.com. Unplanned Trek. We're thankful to all our listeners, including you. Special thanks to Mark Cartier and the entire ShuttlePod show team, David Joseph Moody from Let's Talk About Treks, Haunted John... Lee Nickel and Thomas Norris. This is Bruce Horak, and you are listening to Unplanned Track. Live long and prosper. Unplanned Track. Wrestling papers, wrestling papers. Hello, everyone. I'm Bonnie Gordon from Star Trek Prodigy, and you're listening to Unplanned.